we're going to talk about the family of God because we're in this all the we're doing this thing about all the fields love family relationships because the thing we all want is love we get that we have good families when we are excited to go home and see our families that's a good thing right when we're like how many places can I stop before I get home because I don't want to see them yikes but a lot of people do that how many people go to the bar after work because it's like well I hope that my kids are in bed when I get home You know, things like that. They go out, they do things, they don't, they don't, they're never home. Because it's like, this is tension here. And God's like, I never created it to be like that. So that's why family and relationship is most important. Over anything in your life, if you do relationships well, everything else will abound to you. Because that's the first. The reason God created man and woman was relationship. He had everything else. He had all the glory, you know. He had all the power. He didn't need us to be like, oh, look at God. He's so successful. No. He, relationship. And he's like, if you, and that's a very biblical thing is first fruits, right? If the first thing he did with us is to make relationship, that's pretty important. That means everything else abounds to that. So we're going to talk about the family of God, the church, even more specifically this church. There are houses of God all over the place, right? Good churches. But you know what? This is our house. And God just says, let's get a little focus on this piece of the body. You know, because this is where God placed you. You're going to have influence in this area, in this community, in this surrounding um, area, you know, in, in these families. So I'm like, okay, God, what do we need? So if you're a Bible follower, we are going to be in Ephesians. We're going to stay in Ephesians today so you don't have to flip around. Um, but open right up to Ephesians 2, 19, and we're just going to start right in there. But, so it says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the entire building, tightly framed together, grows, say grows, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God through the Spirit. Whew! So we're not perfectly mature yet, are we? He said, grows. We're going to grow. He's like, get in this household. We're going to grow you up. So I'm just going to pray right now, and we're going to get into this. Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for this house. So good. Thank you for everybody that is here, everyone that couldn't be here today, Lord, that today their ears are open to just a fresh revelation, Lord, that you have the next for them. Lord, that it's going to be more today. Lord, that it's not going to be the same old, that you're going to say, here's a fresh wave for you, Lord, uh, from you, Lord. I just thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. I love Ephesians because it's talking to the church. We are the church, okay? We are the church. The people we gather together, we're the church. And we need to see the church as a house because God does. The house of the Lord. He's the Father. Okay? He said the household. He didn't say, you know, um, the office. 
He didn't say, you know, the building or anything like that. He puts it in that this is a family, this is a house, and we need to start seeing it as a house. You want the fullness? Then we need to see it the way God sees it. Um, some places we call people that, you know, do things in the church, we call them volunteers or worker. Are you a children's worker? Are you a nursery worker? Are you a hospitality worker? Worker, worker, worker. I'm not a worker. I may do work, but I like to call it a house team because we are a team of people, you know, that are working together to build and care and clean up and take care of this house. So instead of being just working, you know, because then it kind of, sometimes when it's like you're a worker, it's like you feel like an obligation, like it's just a task. And um, because God did not send his son Jesus to die for workers, for employees, for soldiers, did he? He came, Jesus went to the cross You know, he died for us because God said, I want you to be in the family of God. I want you to become sons and daughters. I am adopting you into the family. That's a big deal. Sons and daughters have a lot more access. You know, co-workers are not allowed to come into my my house and get in my fridge. They're not allowed to come in my room. You know, they can't stand. When my kids were little, they would, in the middle of the night, stand next to my bed silently and look into my eyes as they were, you know, and I'd wake up and, you know, my children can do that. If you do that, I just keep weapons in my house, so be careful. Please don't do that, you know. But, you know, like someone maybe you work with or who's an associate or, or, you know, you see on the street or like someone who's a cashier, if they come and do that, they can't come into that intimate part of our household because, you know what, God said, that's why I made you sons and daughters. You can come up right to my face and be like, what do you need? That's what Jesus did when he went to the cross for sons and daughters to bring people into the family. And we can't approach this house as anything else. So think about you go to a restaurant. You go in, you expect them to seat you. And if you don't like the seat, you're like, um, excuse me, it's too hot, it's too cold, I want a booth. I want... You have no problem making requests to them, do you? And if they don't give you that request, we have no problem getting annoyed at times. Not that anybody in here would ever have done that. You know, and you're like looking at the table like, man, they have not brought me my free bread yet. Mmm. Water. You know, hold your cup. You know, people, you wave your finger like, get over here, wait on me, get the waiter's attention. You think that's normal. You leave a mess. You think nothing of getting up and going out and leaving that mess for them, right? Because that's a business. Sometimes we do that in the church. You know, try walking into your home, sitting down at your table. You're going to get all mad like, I've been home for five minutes and no one's brought me dinner or water or asked me if the temperature is okay. You might get something, but ain't going to get water. (laughs) You know what I mean, right? You don't expect that when you get home. If you leave the dishes on on the table, you might, you're going to get something. (laughs) Right? Because in your house, whose job is that? Your job. So that's the difference. See, sometimes we do that with, with the family of God. We treat it like a business. We're like, I'm here. Fall on me, God. Let the anointing. I don't want to do anything all week, but I'm here at church. Serve me. I hope the music's good. Oh, you know, I just don't like that music. I don't like that they set the table up over on this side of the thing. Oh, they're just so boring. Oh, my gosh. All these things that we begin to think it's about me 
and we're waiting for them to speak directly exactly what we want, what we need, and you better take care of me. That's a business. It's task-orientated. But this, God says, is a house. It doesn't work well as a business. Now, there's business aspects of things, even in your house. I mean, obviously, I hope that, like, we're on time. We expect to show up and start and things like that. Because if we just were like, you know, whatever, anything goes. There's also order, but it's not a business. This is a family. And how we, how we begin to bring that into, into realization is we need to take ownership and realize I'm part of this household. At home, you probably have certain chores, certain things you need to do. Um, you know, you take care of things. And the same is here in, in every house. Family always sets you up to mature. Business is just task-orientated. If you don't complete the task, you're not worth anything anymore. And you get a nice little pink slip, and you move on. Right? You don't complete your task, well, they don't really care what's going on. In the family, they're teaching you things, and even when we fail, we still love them, and we, go, and we do it again and again, and we begin to build maturity in people. Employment is not like that. So when we take the house of God and we begin to walk it out like it's a business, we lose that aspect of maturing, and we have a bunch of little babies crawling around. That was kind of hard, wasn't it? So, be like, I know you guys, I love you. So, we're going to keep going. Go down to Ephesians 4, um, 9, and it says, um, starting in 9, it says, Is it not true that the one who climbed up, talking about Jesus, also climbed down, down to the valley of earth? And the one who climbed down is also the one who climbed back up to the highest of heaven, heaven to earth. He handed out gifts from above, now below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts to apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work, working with Christ's body, the church, until we are all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. Fully means our thoughts and our beliefs, not just pieces of the Bible that we've been regurgitating for years. He's like, there's always something new. I got a fresh revelation for you. Internal, it has to be internal, it has to be in your thoughts and your beliefs. And then the external is, it is your life. Anywhere you walk, people know the Spirit of the Lord is on you. Whether they like it or not, that's, a, let them, you don't have to worry about that. Hand that problem back to them, okay? But you know what? If people are like, you say these things, but you live this way, then that means we have some maturing to do, right? Because we need to be fully mature. He's like, I want you to be adults. So we're going to keep going on. 14, it says, no, it's all right, but this is the Lord saying this, you guys, so don't be all mad, okay? This is the word of the Lord. It says, no prolonged infancies among us, please. No prolonged infancies among us, please. And I was like, oh, Lord, you're kind of harsh there, right? Eh? We will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are easy marks for imposters. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth, and tell it in love. Like Christ in everything, we take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. 
He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Whew! God is really talking to us that he wants us to continue to grow. We get saved and we're like, Jesus, you died on the cross. I realize that. I want you in my life. He's like, great. That's the moment. You are born again, we call it. You may be a baby in Christ. You may not. The only words you heard were maybe those are the first words you heard that God has spoken ever. He said, but I don't want you to stay there because I have more for you. I have more for you. We were brought into this house not just to stay that infant, you know, throw a fit. I don't like what they're doing. It's too loud. It's too quiet. It's too warm. It's too cold. Talk too much. They don't talk enough. Never had anyone say that to me, but, you know. We get mad, we leave, we're manipulate. You know, we leave families, we break things up, we manipulate to get our way, we take, 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 take. We show up five minutes late, we leave five minutes early, you know, because they're going to ask me to do something, you know. He's saying, no, 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 we're not staying in the infancy where it's give me, give me, give me. We're all growing because we do have some babies that are just coming in. It is our job to take care of them, right? Because we are building fathers and mothers. You need a father and a mother in the house. You know what happens when you leave your children unattended. How many things have you broken and tried to fix so that your parents wouldn't know before they got home? There are still things my mom does not know are broke on her house, and there's wallpaper, or there's things hiding it. They finally took down posters that were in a room that I used when I was in high school. As they took down the poster, there was a gaping hole in the wall. Right? You need fathers and mothers in the house. I set a few things on fire by accident. But not like my brothers. They burnt down the kitchen, so. <laughs> okay? I just set a few paper towels on accident learning to use the stove when you're by yourself. We need fathers and mothers. They teach us how to grow up and mature. Like, you don't set a paper towel roll on a hot stove. <laughs> I needed someone to teach me that. Right? We need moms and dads in the house. We love our babies. You guys, we have like the cutest babies that attend here that are in this house. Like seriously, if you see them filled with lipstick, it's my fault and I don't even care because they're so <laughs> cute. Like they're just adorable. We love babies. It, but you know what else we love? We're excited when they do things. The first time they take a step, you know, we're encouraging them. You know, they're falling and we're not like, can't believe you fall. Get up, get up right now. No. I mean, that would seem, if you saw someone with like an eight-month-old being like, get up right now. Move your feet. You should know how to walk by now. Okay. No, but we're excited. We're like, oh my gosh. They just like gave me a high five. Oh, they walked. Oh, they crawled. They said, mama. They said, that's exciting because what are they doing? They're growing. We want the babies to grow up. We want them to mature. That's a good thing. We also need to strive for that growth. Hearing, you know, in the church, we need to hear things in the word that we've never heard before. You know, it might have been said in our presence, but our ears weren't quite open to hear it yet. We need to hear new things, grow up, you know, move away from me-centered church. 
There is no church. It is impossible to have one person in a church because even God said we're two or more. So you need at least one other person. It cannot be about you. When I look at that, that's why things like, if you're like, man, I just, I've had people in my life that have come to me like, I just wish I could be like you. You just know the Lord. And, and I just, your kids are so good and your life is so good. I wish God would just do that for me. And I'm like, God does. The difference is I'm taking classes online. I'm listening to webinars. I'm teaching. I'm learning. I'm growing. You know, every time that our church has an opportunity to grow, I'm not like, oh, I'm so tired. It's Wednesday. Life's so hard. I'm like, I am going to that class because I am getting something for me, which is going to mature my house in my family and that's why my kids are amazing they are up here and everyone's like I don't know how you got these kids and I said I got them because I follow what the Lord said yeah. boom that's so good like I tell people I'm like my kids are probably as close to perfect as you can get <laughs> I mean and they still do stuff but I mean because instead of being like oh I don't like this I go back and I'm saying Lord teach me because I need to know because I have no idea because they got their own thoughts. They have these things that happen when they're like around one or two and they start having these thoughts and doing things like coloring your mirror with lipstick. And you're like, why did you do that? I am an artist. You know? Painting your shoes with lipstick and thinking it would be just great to just walk in the footsteps of the Lord through my mom's white carpet. You know, they have their own ideas. <laughs> I needed to learn how to handle that. Right? So the Lord's like, I, got, I know how that works. Let me help you. Let me help you out. So I learned how to help them grow. Me and my husband were like, we need to go to the Word, get the Word. We need to be trained. We need to continually grow so we can mature as parents. Because the first day we were parents, I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to drop this baby. That's like the only thing you really think about. You don't care what anything else is going on in your life. You're like, ah, it's the first baby. The second baby, you're like, put you on my back. I got, hey, holding it sideways. You're walking around. You're like, yes, you're fine. You're fine. You're, you know, but that first baby, you're like, put a pillow under it as you walk. The first bath, you guys, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. You're like, they're so little and slippery. It's like they're they're like greased or something and you're like oh my gosh you know <laughs> I've not I didn't well I can't say <laughs> I was gonna say I never dropped my kid but I didn't I just didn't hook the the um what what are they eating a high chair I didn't hook the high chair and and, and Layla was like Wee, and she lays forward bam the whole <laughs> she was on her face I was like <gasps> I didn't even run to her I was like oh, is this, this is bad. So I called my mom, like, I dropped my kid on her face. She's like, it's fine. She, I'm the youngest of nine, so she's like, that's not even a problem. Like, she has all of her limbs. There's no eyes poked out. Like, don't even worry. Just put her back up there. She's probably still hungry. I was like, okay. I did call my mom a lot with that kind of stuff because, like, she, she's savage when it comes to kids. Like, you don't get nine kids. And have the, unless you know some things. And I'll tell you, I get my commitment to the house of the Lord from my mom. Because she was like, you will go every week and you will serve in the body. And I don't care if you are one or you are 101, you will serve. You will do and you will contribute and you will not be a taker. And I was like, yes, mom. I mean, in the Catholic church where I grew up, they would have prayer times 24 hours. And you would have to sign up for one hour in that 24-hour span. My mom's like, we do 3 o'clock in the morning because no one else wants to get up. So you get you out of your jammies and you get to the church. 
You'd be like little kids sitting there. And then it's an old church, so like bats would be flying around. And you're like, Lord, the only thing I can pray is the bats don't get stuck in my hair. <laughs> but you know, they taught, they taught you something. That, you know what? We're part of something. I love that. So good. So we do those things. If you're like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just not as good. It's like, no, I'm just positioning myself to grow. You get the same opportunity. Position yourself to grow. Because when you grow, when you mature, you begin to look more and more like the Father. And you know what? You know what's really popular? Jesus. God. And when people will be drawn to you because you look like him. If you're like, well, people are constantly running away from me. You better look in the mirror and see who you look like. You look scary? God calls his house to be a collective body. Fathers, mothers, because he made us to be a family. Family wants you to grow and mature. Businesses want you to come with all the education already, right? They don't even want to hire you sometimes unless you've got a bunch of letters behind your name. Even though you might be better at that, they don't care. They're like, we need to just know that you can do the task. That's all we care about. Because that's the way the business world is. That's just an aspect of that. If our children stopped growing, it would be very concerning, right? You guys have a little Lincoln. Like if he just decided, like, I'm not going to crawl or walk or speak, and, you know, he's coming up on his first year, that would be, you would probably be taking him to the doctor, right? It would be very, like, oh, my gosh, like my child's not growing. I keep taking him to the doctor. They're losing weight. You know, we would be very concerned, It's the same in the church. We have to grow. We have to learn. We have to give. We have to share. We have to participate and use our gifts. We have to learn to submit to the fathers and mothers God put in our lives so we can mature. Quit burning things down. There has to be a time you've got to quit playing with matches and being like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. God's like, but this is so much better. You're going to have so much. I don't want to carry my 15-year-old around on my hip. <laughs> Legs will be dangling on her. Wee! Wee! <laughs> fun for her, not so much fun for me, right? I don't want to change a 15-year-old's diapers. No, absolutely not. Right? That doesn't sound so much fun, but in the church sometimes we do that. That's why maturity is so important, because that is really messy. You think a one-year-old is messy? I don't, don't even go there. You guys, your minds are dirty. We need the fathers and mothers. God put them in our lives to help us grow. I don't want to be spoon-feeding. The first year, I'm excited. I'm like, I will give you anything in the Word. Here's a book. Here's this. Here's that. It's great. You're excited for those babies when they first... You would give them anything to help them grow, right? Five years in, this gets a little tiring. My children at five years old, I'll be like, you better be able to make your own sandwich, wash your own hand, use the bathroom, and get Mama a drink of water too because I'm sitting down for... Right? We have expectations. We want to grow. Ephesians 4.12, it says, so all this training, all this learning, the people who are leaders in your life, it says to, they are there to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Quit acting like you go to a restaurant and they're there to serve you. 
They're there to equip you. The people that are sowing into your life, the people that are teaching you, the people that are encouraging you, they are there to equip you so that you will be full and built up. Fathers and mothers of the house, they equipped. But it's your job to do something with it. It's your job. They're like, hey, after you eat dinner, you know, you take your plate and you put in the dishwasher. They're teaching you that, right? You do that with your children. That's the same. Here's the word. This is what the Lord says. Oh, I never knew that. Well, here you go. Go find it in the word of God. Now it's your job to go and actively place it and make it, make it real in your life. They're there to train you. You're there to do the action. So take those classes. Read the word. Connect. Tithe. Give. Serve in your house. We give you the tools, you choose to use them. We're family, not consumers. And we need to shift from that internally motivated believer where it's like to that, or shift to that internally motivated believer where it comes from inside, not like, well, it's good only if it's like a really exciting message. It's good, you know if it fits in my time frame because I don't want to get up early or, you know what I mean? We need to shift to being like, I'm doing this, I'm getting up to do that. My brother, I just saw on Facebook, he bought his child a car for, for um, his birthday, a nice car. And he goes, my son has got a 4.0, he's super smart, he's helpful. And this morning he got up at 5.30 and, on a Saturday and did laundry without being asked. And I thought, that's internal. He is self-motivated. He's like, these are the things that need to get done. I'm going to do them. Dad doesn't have to go, hey, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? So he's like, I bought him a car for his birthday because that will bless him, and I know that he will use it responsibly. He's shown me responsibility already. And so that's what that internal, that's being mature. If it has to be external, and he's like, you know, pick your clothes up off the floor and make sure you put them in the hamper, and you know what, you know it's your job to wash them, and now you have nothing to wear, and... That's external. In the body, we need internal. Like, I'm not coming because, you know, my family comes to church. I'm coming because I know I have something to get and something to give. And I know that that will add to my life. I love my life. And we should all love our lives. doesn't mean there's no bumps. It just means that we should be like, wow. I look, I look five years ago and I'm like, Ooh, I was practicing infancy there. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Got some areas we still sometimes are getting a little spoon-fed. But man, as we grow and mature, we, we've got to have that external... Um, the external has to become internal, and it has to be in that choice first. Because the problem is not really immaturity, and we're like, oh, everyone's babies, and I'm, I'm just so mature. We get into that thing, and we, we forget that we still need to teach people. Immaturity is not the problem. It's staying there. It's staying there. It's, if last year you're acting the same way, doing the same things, um, the call God has on your life has, has turned into, went from a fire to a bunch of coals, it's staying there. That's the only thing. Growth is a family concept. Growth is a family concept. And so everything needs to grow. Mothers and fathers, they take care of a house without being asked. When you go home, you know, they serve. In, in the house of God, they serve, they tithe, they go to the extra classes, they go to trainings. No one tells them, you make sure you go home today. 
If I came up to Michelle and said, you know, Michelle, every day I have to tell you, go home and read your Bible. I'll text you and remind you. She is a full-grown adult. I am not going to do that, right? Would you like it if I did that? Absolutely not. I don't need to set a timer and be like, did you pray for five minutes straight? Don't come here on Sunday unless you have been praying every day and read 17 chapters. I don't know where it came from 17. Today's the 17th, isn't it? That's where it came from. <laughs> you know, we don't want someone to do that. We do that with our kids. Do your chores, do your chores. Set the timer. This is how long you have to pick things up. Brush your teeth. You know, we go over. We show them the same thing over and over because we are training them. They are kids. They are little. They are babies. You know, we give them money. They don't know how to deal with it. They're like, a dollar, candy, now, me. You know, serve me because they're learning. But mothers and fathers, they're seeing the big picture like, um, yeah, we, you need to know how to do this when you get out. My kids, sometimes I'll go back and be like, they'll do their chore, and I'll be like, nope, this, this, and this. And they're like, ugh. And I might do that lots of times to them in a 10-minute span. They think they clean that. I'm like, this is not clean. You get a toothbrush. You put it in the cleaner. You scrub it like this. Then you, I will show them step by step because they need to learn to do that because someday I'm not going to be there. And you know what? They need to teach that to their kids because guess what? No one wants to come to a house when you've got a dirty toilet or, you know what I mean? No one wants to come visit that, so you need to teach things to your kids. The same thing is nobody wants to come to a dirty house of God. You come in and you're like, oh, this is filled with grime everywhere. Everyone's just in their own bubble. They don't notice what's going on. Oh, that one was like, the Lord just put that on my heart right now. See how easy it is to just want to be that baby. You don't realize. We were talking um, a day or so ago, I can't remember, but I don't know if any of you guys have seen it's on like a little uh, YouTube video. And this guy has a, a coffee table and he's telling his friend, hey, this is a magic coffee table. Anytime you put something on it, I go to bed and I wake up and it's clean. And he didn't know that his wife was like cleaning it up. And then finally the wife gets so mad and she leaves and and he's like, calls the police and says, I don't know where my, my wife went. I think she fell on the coffee table and disappeared. <laughs> and the police officer goes, I have one of those at my house too. <laughs> oh. we, have to, we have to do something. Fathers and mothers at times, will go, they go without because they know, they see that need. They see that next generation. They're looking further than just the, the moment to please themselves. And fathers and mothers want, they want their children or the people they're growing up, they want them to succeed and surpass. Right? We don't want our kids like, yeah, you can, get, you, can, you can earn a living, just make sure it's under what I make. We don't. We want our kids to be like, I will like throw you into the next thing. Right? We don't want to hold them down, but in business, you get people that are like, you fine as long as you don't pass me because I want, <laughs> right? It's cutthroat. That's not the way it is in family. We want to pull each other up, help. What else can I do to help you? Where do you want to go? I will, you know, that's the way it is. That's the way the house is. And we all should become fathers and mothers in different areas as we grow. Fullness is everyone growing into maturity as fathers and mothers in an area. That's what fullness is. So if you're like, I just don't feel like 
I don't feel. Well, first, take your feelings, set them aside. They don't really make your decisions. Um, so that's the first thing. We'll get you to a toddler. Your feelings are your help, not your decision makers. So there, I just growed you up. Um, <laughs> here, now you're a toddler, so you can understand those joking. You guys are super, um, you guys really, this house is amazing. I just want, the reason I'm teaching on this is I think we need to remember when we go out what it really is to be a family. But you guys serve, you do, you grow. Like, I don't see anyone who is in the same place they were a year ago to where they are now. And that's amazing. And that's why we want to just keep aspiring to that. Fathers and mothers bring maturity, and every one of you have that in your life. We need a family. We need people who want to serve and, and need people who realize the fullness in Christ is in all of us. And we need each other to mature. If, if a baby comes in, we need to make sure we have moms and dads who want to take care of them. And we'll grow them and we'll encourage them. That's the fullness of the house. That's the way God intended it. it to enjoy that fullness. I love coming here. And I hope you guys do too. I try to make it fun and exciting with my dancing. But... <laughs> Um, if you come to my house, you will see me dance badly. And since this is part of my house, you know, um, you get to enjoy that. You are so welcome. Um, but we just really need to think about that. Like, God, what, what, part of, what part of this house do I just want to add to? Because you have something that others don't have. Some of you have, you know what? I need people around me who can sing, who can drown me out. So I'm so thankful that... Layla and Mercy stand on each side of me and, and sing. So I can sing as loud as I want. But man, you guys still, your ears just feel wonderful, right? We all have things. So when you come, you're bringing something. And then, and then also you're getting something. So let's just pray.